let's talk about prickly pear cactuses, Sue. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. We actually happen to have a wonderful guest who has used this in wonderful cooking, Christina Sanchez. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Thank so you're me back. You're the yeah. founder of Every Leaf Speaks. You're an herbalist and also Wild crafter, a, forager, oh, cosmetologist. Yep. Yeah, all kinds of extraordinaire. Things. Joshua yeah. Tree Trampian. I'm, <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> yes, yes, very busy. And you have used prickly pear in cooking. It's a, I know it's a traditional part of Mexican cuisine, and uh, I had it when I was in LA. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience? Yeah, well, my experience. Well, I grew up eating nopales as a child, and my grandmother used to make nopales con huevos or nopales and eggs, and it's something that I always made. And and then when I became interested in herbalism, I learned how to like harvest my own nopal and how to prepare it so I can make, you know, food with. And and then the actual prickly pear itself, the fruit, it's also known as tuna, like, you know, spelled like tuna, but it's called tuna. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that my first real experience with uh, eating this, this fruit in the wild was when uh, my boyfriend and I were climbing in the backcountry and we're running low on water. So we, you know, he picked one of the Dunas off of a cactus, and he peeled it very carefully, you know, making sure not to get the little like needles into your fingertips. Because they it, never come out. They never come out. Ugh. But you know what? If you're in the backcountry, and if you're in the desert, obviously going to be in the desert for this. But if there is a pinyon pine tree with some resin on the ground, and you can find one that's really, uh, you know, oozy and, mm-hmm. and gooey, if you rub that on you know, the splinters, it will draw because it's actually drawing dry, the splinters Ooh. out. So yeah, that's how we got the splinters out was because we had a pinion pine tree next to us. And I grabbed some of the resin and, you know, rubbed, rubbed it off into a little ball and we had no more splinters. But, um, the, I love this, you know, you can cook with this plant. It's also great if you're in the back, if you're in the wild and you need water, you could pick one of the the fruits of the uh, the the prickly pear fruit, and actually, it's it's you can get away with it, but you're gonna possibly get splinters. I know I had some in my mouth, but um, <laughs> oh, that's painful. That it's, it's no, it's no fun. It took some mm-hmm. time, but we're we're trying to conserve the water that we had. We were we were kind of far out. We we overdid it. So, but um, so I cook with this pair this fruit a lot and this is something that I make like smoothies with ice cream with um I I can't have dairy so I make cashew ice cream and then I'll like also blend into it the prickly pear cactus and it's really delicious and high in vitamin c so mm-hmm. I haven't worked with it in more medicinal I work with it more for culinary when I'm having like special dinners for friends um this is something that I like to work with but it's great it's a lot it's a high it's a lot of processing it's it's not easy like I say you have to be very careful and there's certain yeah. methods that you can do yeah let's um, let's talk I, about what is what is a good like if you're staying there you're looking at the cactus you know it's a prickly pear cactus and you know the fruits are ready to pick now what so if you're going there specifically to harvest prickly pear you want to make sure that you have tongs okay. and gloves so and obviously a bag not with the you. nitrile so I, gloves yeah, I'm, I'm guessing you want gloves. like the welder's gloves or <laughs> the same kind of gloves you'd use for like dealing with roses, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you want them Hardcore. thick, thick, thick 
gloves. You, you, they have to be thick, you know, because mm-hmm. they can penetrate. Those little thorns are so hard to get out. So I, I get the gloves from Home Depot. He's like okay. heavy and industrial kind of gloves. Industrial gloves. And, um, okay, so you, you that, got your gloves on. You got your tongs in hand. And we're how, just talking about you, taking the fruit, how not do you the take, paddles. Yeah, right? how do you take the yeah, fruit the off properly? So all I, you know, you just pluck it and they come off. So you could peel it off with your, actually, you don't, if you have gloves that are okay. pretty durable, you don't need the tongs, but I, I like to do it with the tongs um, <laughs> because I don't like to come home and, you know, have any, you know, needles in my gloves. But anyway, sure. so you pick, you just, they come off so easy. They break off so easy. You'll, in fact, you'll find a lot that have fallen off of the paddle that you can pick up off the ground so you don't have to get any others that are on the paddles actually because the critters do like to eat them this is a source of nourishment for a lot of the critters in the desert mm-hmm. so i i generally if it looks great and it's on the ground you know if it looks good i'll pick it up i'm not you know i'm, I'm okay um doing that but one thing that my my aunt showed me when i was younger is um how he would basically get the thorns off is i put it over the fire gas burner and I burn them off or Mm -hmm. if you have a comal I don't know how to say this in English uh it's like a cast iron flat pan that you would warm your tortillas on oh yeah yeah um round Spanish is called yes like a round flat pan Mm -hmm. you can do this on any cast iron but you just get that really hot and you just kind of score the you know kind of burn it and and they'll fall off you know Mm -hmm. so you can sit or you can even put it in the oven for a little bit is another way that I've discover that's helped me. I've tried many different things and the quickest, best thing to do was for me to put it right over open flame. You know, one so, way I've seen, this isn't, you're going to laugh at this. I mean, maybe people didn't have the right stuff available. The little, little torch, like they yeah. had it on a, have you yeah. seen this before? I could like, see that. Yeah, you're, you're, you hold for on you're doing your flambe. Yeah, you're, the same thing yeah. you'd use for your flambe. Right. That you're would just, work. You're just burning those little you guys off of actual <laughs> naked flame. You can do that. And, and it, it actually works. And and so once you get those all off, you know, it's, it's so easy from there to, you know, peel the skin off of the tuna. Um, it does have a lot of seeds in there. So when I am working with it, I will actually blend it up and strain. Like mm-hmm. I'm working almost like when you're preparing a pomegranate. Or a fig. Um, pomegranate juice it's a lot of work but yeah. you know I, I do I get a, a sieve and I get there and I or you could just mesh bag anything and oh, I just make fun. sure to get all of the juice out but it's really hard um that those seeds are really tiny so um colander is another thing that I've done like a really fine mesh one is something that I've worked with in the past but this makes the juice you know you can infuse it into a simple so you make a simple syrup out of it I make a lot of I add it like I said to my cashew ice cream um I make a nice syrup out of it for dressing you know desserts and so forth but even to make a juice because it is high in vitamin c this is something that is great to use just as a you know to boost your immune system it's it's very wonderful and hydrating as well so you're peeling the skin off there's flesh underneath i haven't actually seen one of these in person so we have them growing here as weeds you're peeling the skin off you're harvesting the the so there's flesh with seeds and what you're doing with that portion is juicing it is that what you're telling me yeah i juice what after i remove all of the little you know, this, this, after I, I move the, the skin, off. all the, the little thorns, 
then I make a juice out of it. Okay. And from the juice, I will make a reduction. You can add whatever Ooh. you want to do. I get creative in the kitchen. I really, you know, for me to have a recipe, a lot of the cooking I do is by feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I've had to become better and, and like, I'll write down what I'm doing because then I need to replicate it. And sometimes it's off. But a lot of it is just by feeling and what I'm thinking about. So sometimes I will add honey to it. You know, I don't like to use sugar so much. So I'll use desert honey. Um, it, it's it's all to however you want to get creative. But the, for me, I found that I love boiling it. Like after I've strained it, got rid of all the seeds, I like to make a reduction out of it, thicken it up, adding some honey. And that's something that I will, you know, when I'm making, um, I make this like, I call it like a muesli stack and it's basically muesli and I add desert willow flowers to it along with like yogurt and I stack it all up together and I drizzle, you know, prickly pear syrup on top. It's so sweet and it's so delicious. This is, um, you know, I just get creative. I've added it on top of meat before when I'm cooking mm. a steak, just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm goofy sounds, when it comes to cooking. <laughs> sounds absolutely delicious to me. So that's awesome. All right, y'all. Let's go harvest our. Oh, oh. Last oh. question: prickly yes. pear, nopal cactus. Same thing or different? Well, it, it grows on the nopal, so and the nopal is great because you could also use that for food. It's also medicinal as well. This is something that I, uh, my my grandmother, my my family would work with all the time when it came to cooking. Uh, it's also great. I know when you have a sore throat, you can make a nopal salsa. Okay. And it's, um, it's a, it's Tasty. a, there's a lot of mucilage in there. So it's, some people don't like the taste of it because it's quite, you know, slimy for some folks, but I love it. If you could, my, my trick, my tip actually, um, for people that are working with, uh, the nopal is soak it, you know, uh, cut it up, clean it up. Slime soak. Off. You got to get the slime off yeah. and you can get it store bought. And I don't like that because then it's high in sodium. They put a lot of salt in there. So I prefer it fresh, but then you're working with a lot. It's just very slimy, but it's also medicinal, mm -hmm. but, um, soaking for me in hot water and doing several rinses will help, you know, kind of ease it off and, you know, squeezing it, trying to remove it. But, um, I love making scrambled eggs with, nopal yeah, or no, nice. yes it's it's okay. one of my favorite but making nopal with uh, tofu tacos is yeah so the nopal, nopal is more like the leaves is it uh, is it is the nopal the leaves and the prickly pears the fruit of the same plant or are they two different actually two different plants it's actually the same thing okay. it, the, the it prickly pear parts. is actually the fruit different parts so it's okay. almost like if if anybody's Never like I'm sure some folks um, that are listening to your, your podcast don't realize what it is, but the prickly pear are this pinkish kind of fruit that are also a cactus that are on you know they're are basically resting on the paddle of the other cactus, the nopal. So it's like two cactuses in one right, growing, right, and right. they both have thorns. So when you're gathering these you know, the, the nopal or the prickly pear, it has to be done with caution. You do have to, it's a process mm -hmm. to it. And so it's something that, um, from trial and error, I've tried different things and had a lot of thorns and <laughs> hurt myself a lot. Yeah. It's something that I found by, you know, you could, I, I put it on the comal, you know, I, I will burn the, 
burn it with a flame. I'll burn the yeah. splinters off. I sh- then you have to peel it. So it's a nice process. But for me, I find the most pleasure from connecting with my food. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's something, as you ladies know, and Patrick knows, that it's, it's, it's more rewarding. You, know, you can get it store-bought. I've seen it in the market. But it's something much more pleasurable to go out and, and gather it yourself and go through the process and learning about it. It makes you appreciate the, the process of the food. Thank you so very much. Yes, thank you, Christina Sanchez, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.